Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Channel Massive. We're going to have a slightly truncated, condensed show this time around. This is Noah, and Mark is our technical maestro, and he ran into unforeseen issues with some of our segments of our show, which is sad. But the good news is we may be able to talk about it again in the next episode. And what's left in this episode is actually pretty fun and entertaining. We have the Noah the Noob segment, where I'm going to be talking about getting my Void Walker and some of the weirdness in the directions of the quests, the lore, and stuff like that. And in our roundtable, speaking of lore, we're going to debate just how much that even adds to the massively multiplayer gaming experience. Is it something that's worthwhile? Does it make you enjoy the game? Or is it something that you just you see all that text pop up on the screen and you just skip it? And just look for whatever the objective is. Kill ten of these, find this, whatever. Fetch me a broomstick. <laughs> and last but definitely not least, we have our undercover segment with Jason. And he's going to be sharing the first part of his experiences with the new Lord of the Rings online game. He has a lot to share with that. And it's actually really interesting. But for me, I'm going to be sticking with Warcraft, that's for sure. Can't have too many games going on at once. But with that said, let's begin. Hi everybody, now it's time for the, the second noob segment. Noob. <laughs> when, we last, when we last left off, I had just gotten my Voidwalker after going through a poorly worded quest. Ah uh, yes, the blue glob of death. After the oh. river. What was it? Was it a red stone after the river or a blue stone after the river? <laughs> I think it was a red stone after the river. You said, it, you said the remember. quest was a little misleading. Yeah, what, whatever the lore of the quest said, <laughs> it was the opposite. Mm. If, if it were blue, it was, it was... Actually, I think it said it was a red stone. And it, it was actually blue. blue. And it said, just go south of the river. And we went south down, of the first south river. Of the first river, and then we went for another 15 minutes until we found another river oh, that we went south of. The yeah. river. Anyways, it was exciting to get my second summon... The Voidwalker's pretty cool. I, I don't think he's quite as endearing as the Imp because he doesn't have as much to say, but he does a great job of drawing the aggro. Well, you don't like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, you don't think that's endearing? No. no. <laughs> he just, he's just a tank. He just goes out and he draws attention. Taunts things. It, it's, it's much more a tool than anything that has a personality. But it's a very powerful tool. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten a few more spells. We also had our first experience with someone who's annoying. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we didn't have to go very far to find him. No? What, what? Please, <laughs> please explain. Well, we, ha we have a friend that also lives in town that hopefully we can have come do a guest stint with us one of, in one of our future episodes. Well, he may not if you're going to bag on him. Well, he'd probably do the same thing to us <laughs> if he were here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about how we were inadequately or poorly playing or not yeah. playing focused. Well, what happened is Phil is his name. He was very gracious to spend some time creating a new character and bringing them, bringing that character up to our level, which was I think like level twelve yeah. or thirteen. He he 13. came in with a level eleven. So hunter. you had a guest. Mm -hmm. You had a guest star with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, his um, day job in World of Warcraft, he has a level seventy um, gnome mage. Oh God, Phil! And so <laughs> his he was doing his night gnome shift and mage. had played a blood elf mage. So he knows how to play a mage. Yeah, he's highly skilled, highly experienced at Warcraft. He knows a lot of the ins and outs. He lives for hunting PvP. people down in PvP and just ruining. Yeah, ruining he's their a griefer. He'll, he'll put hours into it. So yeah, he is the classic griefer personality. We kind of asked for it, bringing him onto, bringing him he into griefed a us. group. Yeah, he, <laughs> really? yeah. He, he chose the core trade skill for both of us, so that whenever it came time to mine for Mark, or whenever skin. it came time for me to skin, he would race us to whatever it was and try to do it first, so that we couldn't. Get oh, it. so you'd like totally ninja your stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And he'd gone around getting a bunch of unusual quests mm -hmm. and he was trying to throw those at us and Mark ever the the good shepherd of my gaming experience is trying to keep us on a path that let us take things one step at a time and progress naturally and 
It also Phil was progresses just, fairly fast, though. From you yeah. know, if you're following one of those guides and yeah. stuff, you know, it's pretty. It helps out because not only do you get to see most of everything, but you, you know, it also helps level you very, very yeah. quickly and efficiently. And Phil actually had a really cool quest that he found that I think we would have gotten to eventually about we killing some he shared Spider King somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was cool. the The problem was besides racing for resources, and after a given kill or just going around the landscape was. We couldn't keep Phil on task, and we didn't have our chat running either, and so I'm not sure if... Oh, you guys didn't have Ventrilo going on? No, No. we didn't, and that (laughs) might have contributed negatively to our experience, because I think he had other stuff going on in the background. His fiance might have been calling him to do something, or the cat, because we'd be sitting there waiting to go somewhere, and he'd be running around, killing something somewhere else, and Mark would say, no, come over this way, come over this way, and he's like, but no, let's kill these spiders first, and it was an argument, and then he wouldn't come, and And then he'd just be silent. He wouldn't do anything at all, and it would seem that he'd gone off somewhere in the real world to to do something, but we didn't know what was going on, and he didn't take very well to Mark and I's endless use of Cheesy emotes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really like because that's we, we break had, up the monotony. We had the emotathon going right. on. Yeah. I think I stripped at one point. I can't remember. Oh, cool. But the thing was, is I, the Sorry night. Sorry I missed you, that. Yeah. Well, oh, there's another story about that, too. Uh, um, oh, there is. <laughs> yeah, I, had for, I just remembered that right before we started. Uh, the thing about playing with Phil is we did get, we got a lot of levels up. I didn't even realize that we had. Yeah. I didn't bother to level up. And this was our first really dedicated stint in the Ghost Lands. And things were just flying by so quickly and they were so chaotic that I didn't even really know what was going on. I was just, I, was, I wasn't I was reading the lore anymore. I was just like, yeah, accept, <laughs> accept, accept. Yeah. Just whatever trying to keep up. But whatever happened to you, I must read all the lore. Well, in this case, it was just, no, I, just I couldn't totally, keep up. Yeah. For instance, at one point, towards the end of our night, that night, Mark said, okay, let's go back to Tranquillan, or however that's pronounced. Yeah. And I hadn't realized earlier that that was the same place that we'd done the Hearthstone <laughs> at. And I was at some on some little island in the middle of a lake, oh, uh, no. taking care of purchasing something or uh, selling something. Uh-huh. And... Whenever I didn't keep up with them, I noticed that their little markers would go to the outside ring of the map, and I'm like, oh, okay, so they just started walking ahead of me, you know, because I was <laughs> kind of screwing around for a couple minutes, so I'm like, okay, I'll just walk towards their markers. I'm like, man, they're really making good time, because they kept staying on the edge, <laughs> and I was walking, and then I came up to a huge mountain, and I'm like, I can't go up this. I'm like, how'd they get up this? And I'm like, they're still far out, and I kept zooming the map out as far as possible. I'm like, where are they at? You know, duh, not looking at the main map to see right. they're actually already at the town. And so I circumnavigated the mountain, and I was just about to get back over there. I'm like, did you guys set a hearthstone here? Did we do that? Or... <laughs> and Mark was asking me at some point no. during that. Yeah, it was like I said, I said it like three times. I said, I'm hearthing back or something. Else. Yeah. That, that is a total noob moment. I just, and I was just like, ah, I was trying to dodge all the little awesome. cheesy monsters because I wanted to catch up because it was oh, late yeah. night, you know. So that was that. We haven't played with Phil since then. We, I don't think we have a, a chance to even talk to him. I wouldn't mind trying it again, maybe with the voice chat. I think we need the Ventrilo. Yeah. Yeah, just so we can all stay on the same page. It was a little right. difficult to yeah. to group and to yeah. play together. Because Phil wasn't having any of one leader. It was multiple no. leaders with Phil. Yeah, it was chaos. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we played another night, Mark and I, and... I, were we just signed on briefly that night? Did we actually play much? Yeah, we went from like 13 to 15. Was that the, mm-hmm. the no-fill night? Yeah, no-fill? that was the, the fill-less night. Got two levels. Again, that was another Pretty instance where, obviously, I didn't remember too much, but that's because what happened at the end was, was so hilarious. We ran into yeah. some blood elf chick who looked a lot like Mark, and she was what? Only like a, the same level she or a level a higher? paladin. She was like a pally at our level, I think. Yeah, and she was watching Mark and I duel, because during all the, the fill chaos and, and in between that night and the night the night we next played, Mark had actually leveled up, gotten these extra spill, spells and everything, and I was still running around with my level 11 setup, or yeah. 12, and here we were at like 14 or 15. Oh, so you never even like trained up your no, new powers no. or anything And like so Mark that, was kicking my butt, but that didn't keep me from trying, and then this other Blood Elf chick was watching us, and then... She, did she try to duel me? Yeah, she dueled you first. Yeah, and you're and like, she go said, for it, you'll take her on. And she said something like, I had to, sorry, I had to get nasty there or something like that. Yeah, after she beat me. Yeah. Because at first it, 
it was weird. I don't know what she was doing because I just don't have enough experience with the game, but the battle would go on for a little while and I'd be knocking her health down and then she'd just do some sudden run at me with some one single attack and smite me just like that. Right. She used like her bubble yeah, and her prayer thing, whatever. She probably bubbled and then she probably also did like the hammer of Whatever no, it's it's the is. one with like the big cooldown. The the it's the it'll heal you for everything it can and leave you with no mana. Oh, lay on hands. So she did is lay on hands. Yeah. So what was cool was she blew everything she had on him because he was gonna tear her apart. Mm-hmm. And then when I dueled her, it was simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great because she made some little smartass remark to me after she beat me when she added a smiley face to it, which is probably one of the most annoying things, in my opinion, in the internet uh-huh. society of like, Emoticon. oh, ha 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 ha, sarcastic remark, smiley. Yeah. And it just makes you angrier. <laughs> you know? Like, that's supposed to make it nice or, or cutesy or whatever. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> I just need to crap that. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so they started, Mark and this girl started dueling. And this, I think this girl was an experienced player because she instantly does this psychotic strafing, running in circles right. crap. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's not something that you do unless you've been playing for a long time. Bouncing and side strafing and yeah. circle strafing and yeah. everything. But Mark beat her. And I was so glad to use my emotes of cheering on Mark and praising him just after recently spitting on him for beating me. Well, that was because he just recently acquired, what was it, uh, Psychic Scream or something? Yeah, Psychic Scream. He was fearing me. The great uh, equalizer. But I wasn't stupid enough to leave my Voidwalker on. Yeah. I always made sure that if Mark dueled me that I pulled out the imp because I wasn't going to go down that easily. Yeah, that's true. But after several more duels and you will, that you will change your tune though in higher levels because then you'll be able to sacrifice that Voidwalker and give yourself a bubble. Yeah, True. you know Mark actually keeps mentioning that actually. Yep. So we get out of jail free. Really, all I want to do is just move on past this Voidwalker and get the succubus because yeah, much then, more then you'll own. Well, I mean, just own the us. succubus by itself is just worth it just for the, the fun factor. The ass yeah. slapping <laughs> fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it gets back to having a character with personality like the imp. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, she's got a lot, and she's got a lot to offer too. She's got like a seduce, like a mezzing ability, and massive she, DPS. She does nice mm-hmm. DPS, and she, you know, she Wait, has what's like DPS? a little damage per second. Okay, thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and were so, you starting to feel a little bit more comfortable as far as like how your how your spells worked, like you know how you can like cast certain spells in certain situations and then maybe like hold back certain spells and in other situations I think I could use Are you starting more, to figure out how to I feel a little bit more comfortable about it but it's still it's still almost more sequential like two three four five two three four five right. you know yeah or, or just really, six we know. really gotta go through our first raid I think for him to yeah feel, feel the full <laughs> dying multiple times yeah like how can we keep losing this battle over and over right. again <laughs> You know, but getting back to oh, yeah, our sorry. previous dual situation, uh, what what the true highlight was with that evil blood elf chick was, Mark <laughs> decided to to go on with the strip show. Yeah, <laughs> and then she did one too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that was, was great. <laughs> so, do were they getting like blood elf on blood elf action? Yeah, it was hot, hot hot blood elf on blood elf action. Yeah, awesome. I, I think weren't you there, Jason? Was I there that night? Was I watching? That? I think you were throwing money at them or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. Oh no, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Like, didn't she like try to give you a like a virtual Hummer or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? she totally did. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, great. That was hilarious. <laughs> awesome. And then you know, so you see, you got your first, you got your first massively multiplayer. Uh, Role playing uh, cyber sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unsolicited. Unsolicited. Yeah, for it free. was amusing. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, I did play one other night by myself, but all I was really concerned with was leveling up, which uh, maybe this is me being a noob, but I, I freaking walked all the way back up to the main hotel city. <laughs> you didn't fly? You didn't take the... No. no. <laughs> I was like, this sucks that I have to do this to level up. No, and noob. so I walked all the way back up there, and I'm like, well, I'm going to make my first robe. And so I did. Oh, I, so you, you took a tailoring I got rid of my lovely lavender frock. <laughs> <laughs> I made a, a red one. I got some kind of 
pattern. Sewing kit? Uh, sewing <laughs> pattern? pattern yeah. yeah, for a red robe. I got it a long time ago, like about 10 levels ago. And I've been oh, holding right. on to it, waiting to use it, and I finally made it. And the robe's got... It's so at your level, your level 15 or whatever, and you're just getting around to making that very first robe. Yeah. But that's all right. Which you can equip at level 5 or something like that. Yep. Yeah. I know. That's, and it has it's a still couple, cool to have, though. You yeah. Know, it has a little, little stat bonus to it. Sure, why not? It's not as it's not as nice, or as, it doesn't have as many... It's a, it's a couple points less, and it doesn't have as many bonuses to it as my blue paper mache... <laughs> Oh, your Rope. dress? Yeah. <laughs> but it looks so much cooler, I'm willing to sacrifice. But it's red. It's yeah, red. it looks a lot better. It looks better. cooler. Okay. That's cool. It looks like a paper dress. Um, so other than that, you know, it's just... I feel like we're starting to get into the, the grind aspect of it, where it's just going to... I'm going to zone out a little bit. Really? And maybe work on some tailoring stuff. Yeah, because I've just... I haven't been really compelled recently in what we've been doing so right. far. So I'm looking forward to whatever the next big thing's going to be. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the strategy should be we um, get ready for the first instance. Yeah, i got to drive you through a, through an instance. And we halt our progress, our leveling progress at 19 and do some battlegrounds for a while. Yeah, oh, maybe get yeah. into some PvP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be fun. I w I'd like to get better at that. Because we're Horde, we'll win, so it would be, <laughs> right. be pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. Somebody was uh, just telling me, at my new job, there's some video on YouTube, I don't know if you guys have seen this or how old it is, where some Warcraft player in real life actually died, and then all of his clansmen decided to have a funeral for him yeah. by some lake, and yep. then a whole swarm of poor people came and slaughtered them all because they all showed up <laughs> no. without weapons and without armor. No. Yeah, it was no. a girl who, it was a woman died, I think, and it was on the Illidan server, and I've been thinking of making a character there, just because the PvP is probably pretty intense. I mean, if you're going to well, go grief gonna, like, a funeral. Grief a funeral yeah. Yeah, for a man down, that's, that's pretty damn it harsh. Is, it is pretty rough. I watched that video, and it's pretty... It's it's funny. <laughs> part of me laughed, and a little part of me cried. <laughs> but it's pretty rough. I mean, it's, that's harsh, it's man. just like... It's like... They went to see her favorite... Um, the, the, the woman who died, her favorite zone was a contested territory. It was the zone that, and I don't remember what it was. It was oh, like no, Ash. It might have been one of the Elven. Something in Ashenvale or, or something. I can't. I can't quite remember. But it was contested, and so if it's so contested, did somebody catch? Did somebody catch wind of it? Is that? I mean, did somebody catch wind of the funeral? It's possible. I, I don't. I don't remember. It's been a while back. I don't remember the details, huh. but it is on the Illidan server, which I've been thinking would be a pretty cool huh. place to go for some PvP action. Well. That pretty much. I think that'll that wraps me up for this time. Segment. I hope that we're gonna have some more exciting stories. Yeah, we'll have to work on it tomorrow. All right. I actually yeah. anticipate hearing uh, hearing your further adventures. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to Channel Massive. This is Jason, and I'd like to get started on our topic for our roundtable discussion today: lore, lore. Lore so, whore. So yeah, are you a lore whore or are you not a lore whore? Or is it a lore that, snore? Or is it a lore snore? That is a very good question. Ignore the lore. I guess the, what what we want to talk about today is lore. Um, do you think it really enhances your massively multiplayer experience that much, or? Do you totally ignore it for the most part? Do you really get into it? Does it depend on the game that you're playing? Um, lore. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Say it again. Alright, so Noah, uh, I know that you were pretty much into lore when when you first got involved in World of Warcraft because uh -huh. uh, you wanted to get a feel for the world and everything. Do you think that it's an important aspect of a uh, massively multiplayer role-playing game or could you just do without it? I kind of have mixed emotions on it because, let's see, I have two fresh, relatively fresh memories in my mind as far as I was concerned. One with City of Heroes and two with World of Warcraft now. And I think where I sit right now is when I first started out, I was pretty excited about it. I, I think especially with games that don't have licenses, they don't have something built in that, to understand or immediately grasp onto like Lord of the Rings. It really helps to read the lore to get into it and understand what the concepts are. Is, is this world truly as cohesive as it appears? 
how much thought was really and how much thought and how much effort was put into the background to build it why do things look like this why is the land like this why does the positioning of the city matter what is for instance in Warcraft why is there a dead scar trail going up to the Blood Elf city right right it's it's really nice but with City of Heroes lawnmower accident Pardon? The dead scar was a freak lawnmower accident. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Lower, you know, you know, I like that explanation yeah. a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you don't read the lore, you have to come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and getting back to my, my two examples with City of Heroes, I think mainly as a function of the quests and where the quests took place, just being so repetitive and redundant, and maybe because we started over from scratch so many times building new characters. It just got really monotonous. I, did, I just stopped reading it all together. I didn't care. Yeah, it was like, seize this warehouse full of contraband, please. Yeah, it was always the same thing. Right. Or right. else statesmen will die. Boom, boom, boom. Or not. <laughs> and in Warcraft, there's some really good writing. It's all got a very consistent voice. And I've, I've enjoyed reading it when I've gotten the chance to, when we're not rushing from one thing to the next. Yeah. <laughs> but something else that's really started to stand out to me and just in the early levels is there's so many fetch the head of this person quests and maybe there's only been three or four but it seems like a lot that oh, there'll going be a lot more to chop people's heads off and it just starts to seem kind of silly the only thing that's, that's really been intriguing to me is this night elf invasion and spying that's going on on the side that's kind of interesting yeah and some of the we had that quest underwater where that huge green thing popped yeah up. that was cool that was really cool so it's kind of hit and miss, and right now it comes down to, do I have time to read it? And should I read it to make it more interesting because things are starting to get a little bit more repetitive at the moment? Right, right. Well, I think in those cases, it's, it's worth it. Okay, what, about, what about you, Mark? I mean, well, I know sometimes you're... Mine is really kind of a funny take on it because when I was a power gamer... I was like always racing somebody to level, right? So, and you know, you remember that I was always like, like oh, one totally, of my friends yeah. would be like two levels ahead. I'd be like, oh. so I wouldn't read the lore at all. I would just try to get, you know, I was all about leveling for stuff I could do later, which was kind of sad because I find now that I'm not a power gamer anymore because I, I can't with just different obligations. But now I'm like smelling the roses, reading the lore, checking stuff out, like actually experiencing the world, like. It's not about the mechanics right now. It's actually I'm looking for a story, um, which is really funny because it seems like when I had all the time in the world to dedicate to the game, I was abbreviating my experience with it. Now I don't have much time, and so my time is spent taking it all in. And I, I used to not do a lot of exploring, and now I do a lot more exploring. All right. So it's totally backwards of what it should probably <laughs> be. However, I'm really enjoying playing the games right now. Do you so. feel that's? Do you feel that? The lore has added some extra dimensions or depth to your experience. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, Made it when easier the, to go through. A yeah. Level from a uh, character from scratch, which you've done many times before. Yeah, because when I, at least with World of Warcraft, when I played it before, I just blazed through all the starter zones, you know, to get my characters up. And um, with the expansion, I've done both the Draenei and the Blood Elf starter zones and, and the secondary zones. I mean, I've basically played all the new content that you can play for, for those two races. So now I'm off to explore the, the you know, upper level or the in-game content. But I, I don't think I normally would have done that. So it's kind of cool. Right, it's a different, right. different take on things for sure. Totally, totally. I mean, me personally, I mean, I mean you know me, I, I bag on... Bag on lore quite a bit. I bag on it just because it's just like, eh, you know, whatever. Fluff. It's fluff, you know. It's like, eh, get me on to the next thing, you know. And I, I, I totally can see where Mark is coming from with the, you know, okay, now you, you have different life obligations. Me, for instance, I have, a, I have a brand new baby. Well, fairly brand new baby. But, you know, my playing time has been significantly, significantly decreased. You know, I just, I don't have a lot of time to play. Um, you know, I found, you know, and I'll use Lord of the Rings um, as an example. Actually, I've actually started to pay more attention to the lore. I mean, I, you know, normally I don't. Yeah. Normally I don't. I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, I got all, you know, I, 
I don't have any time, you know, I gotta, I gotta level up to like level, you know, 50 or whatever before anybody else. That used to be what I used to do, and I just could care less about it. And, you know, even, even now, I mean, I don't totally, you know, feel like, oh man, I, you know, I've gotta totally read every bit and piece of, of this quest or else, you know, I'll miss something. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do find myself, you know, reading the lore a little bit more. Going out and exploring a little bit, uh, actually a lot more. You know, I, I don't necessarily just focus on, you know, leveling my character. I read the lore. I kind of take it in. I'm like, oh man, oh, that, that's cool. That's kind of what they were talking about. It's right there. If I see like maybe like a landmark oh, sure. or something, or you know, or maybe if I run into like a a town, you know, that comes from the books. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's kind of cool. I never thought I'd, you know, I never thought they'd make it look like that, but it does. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of neat, you know. And, yeah. You know, I kind of go on, you know, I just, but, you know, it's, the, the stuff that drives me is, is like when they go totally hardcore over the top. And when they, when they start adding the stuff, like, you know, like the books you can read. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll use, I'll use a, a single player RPG as an example. Uh, Morrowind or, or Oblivion, if you've played either one of those. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. No, there's like, like a library. There's like a whole library of books that you I could read, never read on that ever. stuff. And it's just like, oh my god. And it's like a whole history is laid out oh, before yeah. you. That Well, you know, since we're talking about lore, I think one big thing to point out is the varying levels of quality of the lore. This like, if, if I'm going to be a lore master... <laughs> you know, <clears throat> pardon the pun, but I'm going to go after the, you know, the Lord of the Rings type. Some That's like the highest level of lore I think there is in an MMO right now, just because of where it came from. Right. It came from, you know, J.R. Tolkien. It, it was the ult ultimate, you know, work for the whole genre. It created a genre, right? I mean, it created the whole fantasy genre. I mean, true, you know, true. he based it roughly on Beowulf, but... This is like the granddaddy of everything, and it's right. a full-on world. I mean, his notes and stuff are so comprehensive. He, he invented Elvish, the language. Right. He he came up with everything. For it, it, in his head was a world. You know, it's unparalleled effort. Even you know, in writing, in literature. I mean, I don't think anyone has come up with anything that crazy, except for maybe Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. But um, you know, <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> that was a bit of a reach, but. Uh, but, you know, then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got, like, the lore from Asheron's Call or EverQuest, right? Which is, like, you know, EverQuest is, like, and it matches up with Noah's hatred of art direction and yours, too, for that for those guys. That's It's, like, right. the ultra-generic lore, you know? It's, like, insert crazy-sounding name, roll the die to see if he kills, was killed, or whatever... Or injured by then insert next crazy sounding name and you've pretty right. much got like a, a lore generator that they must have used. I mean it's just crap. And same with Ashron's call. I mean I, I never could get into the lore for that. I mean I tried. I tried to no, I, I mean, tried to and understand. They, and they made like a decent story out of the whole I think I you know what honestly I think Tur Turbine did an okay job as far as just you know, it wasn't like the overriding thing, but it was more—it was more or less the every month there was some kind of event that happened in the world that that kind of drove it drove the lore. It was like yeah, but I had—I don't know—I didn't get into the lore for Asheron's Call much, but for two, I kind of tried to follow it, and mm -hmm. it was like, well, this crazy character who you never heard of before caused this right, right. citadel of Comes mages of to be created, which you will now be invading. It's called Ice Fire, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, <laughs> just seems contrived. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it just was so, you know, it was something, like, they felt that they had to add on to flesh out the, like, why are we attacking this instance thing? It's like they made the... The dungeon before they made the story to justify. Yeah, basically, yeah. They're like, yeah. it'll be cool. We'll have you know this this crazy area here, and this this is the monster you'll fight to get in, and you know. Yeah, I think World of Warcraft has done a fairly good job job of setting up like the instances and kind of creating like an environment where you know there's like a story behind it. Oh yeah, I agree. I, you know, like Shadowfang Keep. I mean, that's like one of my all, I, all time I love favorite that. Inst instances. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like. 
and it fits. It fits exactly in in the whole zone. The, where, there's where zones. It's located there's zones in there. You know, it's, there are zones and counters instances. Everything are always incredibly cohesive. Right, right. It's kind of tied together, you know? and it, you know, it ends up. You know, you're you're trying to, you know, fight the you know the main guy who's created all these you know crazy werewolf kind of mobs out there. And, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of cool. I mean, granted, like at the, at the time, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't a big lore horror. I mean, I just didn't really care about it all that much. But Shadowfang King, keep that's a great example. Like when you first start out and you go into that zone, your zone, sorry, you're constantly <laughs> getting, um, you know, basically ganked by a mob called Son of Argul over and over and over again. Right. And then right. when you finally get into Shadowfang Keep, you're like, oh my god, it's full of these sons of yeah, bitches. Yeah, you have to fight all. And of then them, yeah. and then you have to fight them all. And then you finally get to the end, and guess who it is? It's Argul. It's like the guy who caused you all that pain and anguish. Yeah, and you're, like, you're just a little level fifteen. Killing him is so little level pleasing. fifteen character, and you yeah. accidentally run into one of those things yeah. out in the wild. Yeah. Right back, right into one, and yeah. So that that's really kind of neat when they do that. And they tied it all together pretty well. I think um, another impressive. I mean, I, I can't speak totally, totally competently about this, but I think it was a really big leap for them to make the Drain Eye Zone a crashed spaceship of all things. Which oh, seems so sci-fi. So many people world. thought that was stupid, right? And I think they did a pretty good job doing something really outlandish. I did for too. a fantasy RPG, and making it kind of work. I heard a lot of people, um, like on the forums and stuff, and on other podcasts, were like, "A spaceship? What the heck? You know, this is this is kind of a stretch." And it's like, this is the same game where you you have jumper cables to bring people back to life. <laughs> right, right. You have you know guys wearing the diving helmet running around because they have engineering. You know, mm -hmm. same same game where you have guns and. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's dragons. So if you want realism, <laughs> you know, I don't think this is the right game yeah, for you. Go, or go if you want a pure game, fantasy yeah. universe, this isn't the right game because it's, yeah. it's so... So yeah, it's, and it's it totally makes them like the most pure good goody goody two shoes race of all time because they've crashed their spaceship and they really feel like they have to heal the world because they feel bad because they've caused like the ultimate carnage in their the yeah. zone, you know. So yeah, I agree. I I thought I I I was up for whatever, but when people were really you know going off on it, I thought eh, that's kind of a weird angle. I I don't I don't see a problem with it yeah. personally, and they did pull it off. I think. And it makes me wonder. I mean, what what will they think of next? You know. How yeah. can they top something like that? It's just pretty over the over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. I, you know, I like I said, this is a torn issue with me, you know, because part of me is like, eh, lore But But again, I, I think it's the quality. It, and I, th I, I agree. I, I think mainly it's the quality of the lore that, that goes with it. City of Heroes, I was thinking, I knew we were going to cover this segment, and I thought of this. City of Heroes jumped the shark for me as far as the lore goes when the fifth column disappeared. Oh, that ticked me that off. That game had one of the greatest things about old vintage comic books was the constant battle against like the Nazis. The Nazis. Fighting the Nazis. You know, man. you look back at the golden era of that and you got, you know, Captain America and Superman and the Justice League and all these guys fighting Nazis. And then this great new MMO comes out and you get to fight Nazis. And not only perfect, are they Nazis, they were, but they're like Darth Vader looking they Nazis. They were the perfect supervillain group. They, they loved, were perfect. They were perfectly I picked evil. Missions, I picked missions solely I, on whether it was a fifth I picked my or not. background yeah. so that I could... And I played that... I did that one uh, that one mission over and over again where you, you go into their base, you know? And then it got replaced by the council. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. when they... To me, the lore just took a nosedive because they took out the coolest supergroup with all of this, you know, this cool story around it, or supervillain group, and replaced it with the council. And I still don't understand yeah, what totally happened there. It didn't make sense to me, honestly. But I was, I was, I was, oh, I was horribly disappointed when that happened. Yeah, horribly. I was crushed. So to me, the integrity of their lore took a beating. Yeah. At that point. I agree. And I don't know if it was because of some kind of 
you know, was it like, uh, was it perceived as like uh, anti-Jewish? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the angle was behind why they went yeah, away. Yeah, it seems like some kind of but was there, thing. Yeah, was it was it in the name of political correctness? I because hope not. Because if, if it was, it was just piss me it off. It was a compromise not worth making. Because then when I, you know, at that time, I think we knew City of Villains was coming, and I thought, man, oh, I, I, loved, I so enjoyed killing them. I'd love to be one. You I'd know, to res- I would have loved to have resurrected the fifth column. Yeah, but the if, ashes. And rain terror yeah. over everyone. Oh, yeah. And instead, you know, we, we got the council. And we got the council. They're just, yeah. just generic. You know, they could be a band of mercenaries for all right. I know. Yeah. And I thought it was weird, too, when they threw in... This is a this is a parallel, an interesting parallel to World of Warcraft, but I forgot what they're, they're called. It starts with, like, a K-H-E-L or something. It's the weird multi-tentacled anemone-type aliens. Oh, that came out of nowhere. The aliens. Yeah, the, these aliens from another... The war rates and the... Uh, and they could possess the heroes. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Them, and they could turn into them. And yeah, see, and really I, I honestly... I didn't buy into any of that at all. I mean, that was, that I, was a huge problem for me when they... When they Again, I kind of appreciated it because it harkened back to the um, some of the crazy, like golden age of comics with the the weird aliens that they'd have to fight. Yeah. But they weren't like that kind of weird alien. No, no. <laughs> they were just kind of goofy. You know, and it, it yeah. made it seem like they were in control of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. like everything that had happened before, you know, was because of these aliens, you know. It was like we didn't, you know, there weren't, there wasn't a real, you know, fifth column leader. It was, it was this crazy alien who was possessing his body the entire time. Yeah. You know? It was like, oh, whatever, you know, come on. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I think, I think, I think, I guess back to the core of our argument, uh, lore is what you make of it. <laughs> I, mean, I, get, I guess so. If it, players will it's see execution. right through it. Yeah. You know, if players see right through it, they'll ignore it. They'll just, you know, totally ignore it, play right through it. Me, you know, like I said, lately through Lord of the Rings Online, you know, I've been paying attention to it a little more, and I've appreciated it a little more. I think they've just done such a good job of of presenting it. They present it, and they also add a background to it with all of your, you know, powers and your your skills. and yeah. You know everything else. I, I think it's really added to it, and it's only—it's actually made—it's—it's it's actually made the experience better than just, you know, okay, I got to level up my, you know, I got to level up here, you know, and and do this. And, yeah, and, I gotta. If I can get you know forty thousand more XP, I'll hit my level, yeah, my even know. number level, so I get my new abilities or something stupid. Yeah. And now it's like I'm part of this story. Yeah, it's you just, know, I really like I really like having to to do all that even though I can't stand the elven elven stuff at all <laughs> just cause they're so prissy I just can't I can't stand them well cool yeah alright well then that will bring us forward into our next section let's begin with Jason hi this is Jason with uh, Channel Massive uh, bringing you Massively Undercover uh, this time out, we're going to be uh, giving a review of Lord of the Rings Online. Um, I've had an opportunity uh, to play it for the past uh, few weeks since its release, and uh, I, I'm happy to report that there's uh, mostly positive news uh, regarding this uh, latest offering. <gasps> Turbine? Yes. Turbine yes. has... Turbine has actually... Uh, Seem to have apparently come through and surprised me. Um, They're off your your list. Of, uh... <laughs> well, I'm not going to scratch them off my list totally yet. But uh, you know, it, it they've really they they've done a pretty bang up job on this. I, I have to say. What have uh, they done before Lord of the Rings Online? Uh, they they uh, did uh, Ashram's Call, mm-hmm. uh, of course, which was you know really popular, really decent game. I, I loved it. I I was totally addicted to it for the longest time there. And the almost complete and utter disaster, Ashram's Call 2, which um, I won't get, I won't go into all the problems involved with that game. Anybody who played it knows the long, bad history of it all. But they appear to have redeemed themselves with Lord of the Rings Online, a real touchy title considering, you know, the background. I mean, this is mm-hmm. Tolkien, this is, you know, every. You know, every fantasy geek sweat dream is to 
you know, play a hobbit or play in the world of, you know... Or in uh, Mark's case, play a wizard. <laughs> which well, you can't do. No, no, no. There, there really isn't any with But I found the minstrel. Per se. That was pretty but, cool. Um, I'll go over a couple things. Um, character creation, you know, pretty standard, and, you know, it's it's just, it's basically the same as it is in other games. Pretty generic. Unfortunately, it's pretty generic. Um, you know, you can adjust body type slightly. There's, like, a few different faces. Um, one of the kind of cool aspects of it is is you could choose, like, which region you're from. So, like, say if you, you want to say you're, like, a dwarf from the Lonely Mountains or the or if you're yeah. a dwarf from the There's Iron like four Hills. four kinds of dwarves, right? Yeah, you can select, you know, what region you want your your dwarf to be from. And that, that affects the... And that affects, like, your color choices. For your, somewhat, eyes, for your and eyes and skin and your, oh, that's cool. and your hair yeah. color, that kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, but beyond that, you know, you're not going to see a whole lot of variation, especially, like, on facial features. So that. I can't make a six-foot-eight dwarf? No, no, you can't make a six-foot-eight dwarf. It's pretty impossible. So what classes can you play as? Um, well, um, there's there's a variety. Eh, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, a wide variety like EverQuest 2, you know, which totally goes over the top with it. Um, you could play um, a Guardian, which is, like, a tank. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's basically just absorbs damage and you know, doesn't focus so much on doing the damage, but can take it and also draw the focus away from other players, you know, to... Kind of a Gimli. Yeah, he's like the Gimli, you know. Yeah. Um, you also have the Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, Legolas, or other variations of, and trust me, we have already seen our first sightings of really bad misspellings of Legolas. Legolas with a Z. <laughs> um, Legos? Legos, you know, whatever. I mean, you see, I've seen like a, t- a whole bunch of crappy variations. I hope they all have to get their names changed soon. Um, so you have your hunter class. Um, you have a champion class, which is more like a um, you know all-out DPS type class. You know, if you're just interested in doing you know total melee damage, you know, tons of it right up front. That's the character for you. Let's say Aragorn. Type class, uh, yeah, dual yeah, wielding, yeah, dual wielding swords or whatever. You know, it's it's mass carnage. You know, when you see a champion in action, uh, there is a lore master, which is basically the closest thing you're going to get to a wizard. I would say you could cast like a fireball spell. I guess they they do seem to have like a little bit of a relationship to the to the Tolkien-esque wizards in that they have the animal friendship thing. Exactly, like and, they, and you're able to summon like a raven or a, a bear pet. Um, yeah, you know you can cast debuffs on on their uh, you know on your opponents uh, that kind of thing. Um, the other, the really cool, one of the cool classes is the minstrel. The minstrel class is pretty rocking. That's what I played. Um, That's cool. The minstrel class, unique. you just you, yeah. you kind of use your music to do range damage, and then you have like these tiers of you know songs you could use to you know add even more effects that not only benefit you but will also benefit your fellowship if you happen to be in a in a fellowship, which is Lord of the Rings version of just a party. They're like party the system. super buffer. Slash yeah, they're like class. total, totally the super buffer. Yeah, yeah, they buff everybody around them, and then they heal because it's not um, hit points; it's uh, it's it's uh, morale. Right. I love yeah. how the minstrels animated too. Oh yeah, with they grab their little loot and ding ding. Yeah, and right. Whip the sword back out and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Some really cool animations with that. And the other class there is is a captain. Um, which is kind of like I don't know. I guess you could say it's almost like a, a paladin Bormir. type, Boromir buffer type. You know, you can they they kind of have a pet too, where the pet really doesn't do anything as far as like damage wise, but it's more like a they call them heralds, and the, the heralds provide like specific buffs mm-hmm. uh, to your party, and, and you also have a bunch of you know you have your own melee skills, but you also have skills that. Enhance the you know performance of your party, whether it's buffing, you know, armor class or, or whatever. Um, they do that kind of thing. Um, the last class is a burglar. Um, they have stealth. Um, they can dual wield. They they rely more on tricks and debuffing mm-hmm. mobs in order to get the job done. Um, Frodo. 
Yeah, you know, I guess you could maybe think of like Frodo as something, you know, maybe like a burglar type character. Um, the class that I chose to play was a uh, a dwarf uh, guardian, and I love this character so far. He's just, you know, he he could take a lot of damage, and he, you know, he de- he deals out enough damage to to get the job done. You don't feel totally gimped as far as when you're when you're trying to hurt hurt things. Um, as far as just, you know, I'll probably go. I'll go into the guardian a little bit more later. Um, the artwork and it, the artwork is really, you know, it just takes. It, it's it's pretty much taken. Almost seems like a lot of the the parts from the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, like you see a lot of the influences with the, you know, the way the Hobbit. Uh, areas the Shire looks, you know, almost something like out out of the movies. Um, so it's a pretty powerful graphics engine, or you know, I wouldn't say it's like the best graphics engine out there. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty decent. Yeah. And, and for my system, I've got, you know, I've got a crap system. I'm not going to get into my <laughs> into my system specs, but I mean, it's not. It's really not the greatest system in the world. And I found that I'm actually able to run it fairly smoothly. There are some parts like. When you enter uh, Breetown, for instance, where there's just tons of, of players around the... There's, like, the Prancing Pony, mm-hmm. um, and it's just uh, kind of lags a little bit, especially when it's, like, loading all the graphics and all the players initially. So there's a lot of loading in the game? Well, that, that's that's another thing. Um, there's, there's instances, um, just like World of Warcraft, for yeah. instance, but I find it kind of bizarre at some times because... Sometimes they'll instance just like a little dungeon area, which I don't know that it really. Nece- I don't know if it was really necessary for them to do. Yeah. I mean, they have instances where like you're, you're, it's just your own part of the story, or your party's part of the story, where you go into the instance and you finish it. But then there's there's like these mini instances where, you know, you have to, it's for a quest and you roll in there and it's just you know it's like a little cave. It's a little cave, and you go in there, and you have to kill so many things or collect stuff or whatever. Yeah. There's even an instance just for like a little hunter's lodge place, you know, where you have to go in and pick up a quest. Why they filmed, why they felt that it was necessary to make that an instance is beyond me. You know, you just yeah. walk in there. There's an NPC inside. You get them for a quest, and then you walk out. Yeah. You know, it's kind of bizarre, but you know, it's. You know, it's the, the whole instance thing is like the latest and greatest thing to do. You do instance, you know, you, they, you have to load when you go into like a whole different zone. So if I'm going from uh, the dwarf zone into like the, the main hobbit zone, it will actually, it, it has to load. Wow. The, the hobbit zone. There isn't, it's not, it's seamless. not just seamless at whatsoever. That's, a, that's crazy because like Turbine was the first company to... Well, not I mean, Ashram's Call 2, or not, well, Ashram's Call 2, for the most part, like, the whole world, yeah, you know, with the exceptions of the dungeons were like that. Even yeah. Ashram, even the first Ashram's Call, yeah, that was like a with the exception of the dungeons themselves, the, whole, the huh. whole world, you could, like, go around the whole world. And I don't know if it's so much that it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not entirely positive about just the relativity of the size between, you know, Ashram's Call you know, the, the world of Dareth and, and the world of, you know, world of, of Lord of the Rings online. It seems online. like in, in DDO there's a lot of that teleporting too. Yeah. So I wonder if that's like their second, third generation engine. Just yeah, I'm not sure exactly where they're going with that. Do they make Dungeons and Dragons online? Yeah, I meant to say that at the beginning. That they, uh, yeah, that's, that's true the other too. Game. So they've failed to mention that because I don't consider that a massively multiplayer role-playing game. I think it's something totally different. Like a single player game with multiple people? Yep, exactly. Yep. Like Dungeon Runners? No. <laughs> we will not mention that game here, my friend. <laughs> anyway, um, but, you know, the engine itself is pretty decent. I, I, I think, you know, the artwork is pretty decent. Um, you know, the the mob, uh, the mobs, the look of the creatures are kind of cool. Um, you know, there's really... You know, I, I re- there's really not a whole lot to complain about there. You know, water doesn't look like, you know, walking on, you know, mercury. You know, it doesn't. Ah, the you know, pet peeve. Yeah, you know, it's like one of my was one of my major pet peeves. In Warcraft. Well, no, Warcraft's water is okay. Okay. 
Um, I'm talking like EverQuest 2 water, you know, water that yeah. you see like in like Morrowind, you know? Yeah. Where they have like it's the silver, you know, liquid metal type water. That just drives me up the wall. Um, so, so how about the gameplay and the quests? The quests work exactly... I mean, this is the thing. They've taken every aspect of different massively multiplayer games and incorporated into their own. So they have quest system exactly like World of Warcraft. You know, you go and there's like an NPC with a ring around his head, you know, and that so that means that he has a quest for you to do. You walk up to him, you can do a quest, collect X amount of wolf pelts, or go kill certain amount of mobs, or, you know, go talk to this guy, or whatever, go deliver this to this NPC. Same basic concept as World of Warcraft uses. Um, the quest log is pretty detailed. Which is which is great. It's actually more detailed than World of Warcraft as far as, you know, you can see the history of the quest and everything that was involved with it. Um, you know, the quests can range anywhere from, like I said, killing X amount of mobs. They even have a lot of crafting quests, too, you know, where they require, you know, if you happen to be like a metalsmith, you know, they ask you to, you know, craft, you know, X amount of, you know, blade hilts or whatever or you know I, I you know whatever you know you to have build to build up your experience yeah exactly and that that helps you build up your experience as far as your crafting goes mm -hmm. um the crafting system again works similar to world of warcraft you have resource nodes that you have you know for mining and for you know foresting um you know things like that um and each crafting profession is dependent interdependent on each other so mm -hmm. you know you need to buy you know certain leathers you know to make your heavy armor yeah um from a forester or you know forester might need some metal plates for making a crossbow you know that kind of thing so mm -hmm. they make everybody kind of dependent on each other you know using yeah. different components yeah. that only that particular profession can provide um you know, and I, the crafting I've done quite a bit of, you know, just to, you know, get a feel for it. And it, there's like mastery, there's mastery proficiencies where you can, if you get to a certain proficiency in it, you can, it'll give you like a certain bonus at times. Hmm. So when you're only supposed to be able to produce like two tanned leather out of, you know, a certain amount of leather, you might get three, you know as a critical bonus, you know, it's like, oh, cool. I criticaled on my crafting skill. <laughs> Sweet! World will fear. Yeah, the world will fear my crafting skill. <laughs> um, so they have that kind of thing, which is, you know, kind of unique, I guess. I, I don't think, I haven't seen a, I don't know. I, I think there might be something like in EverQuest 2 where they have that kind of thing where you can get, like, critical bonuses off of crafting items and stuff like that. You might get ra random effects. And I think that you know, it just, you know, keeps going as far as, you know, however high up you want to take that skill. Um, let's see, I guess I can go more into, like, gameplay mechanics. Uh, gameplay mechanics such as combat are, you know, virtually the same as any other game. You know, you, you have a certain amount of skills you can work with. The, the skills you have to buy, just like World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. you have to, mm -hmm. you know, pay a certain amount of silver or gold yeah. to purchase skills. Um, you know, weapon proficiencies, if you want to buy a whole new weapon proficiency, mm -hmm. say, say you're a hunter, you don't come, you don't come with, like, all the one-handed weapon skills for a hunter or two-handed weapon skills for a hunter. You have to purchase them later on down the line. You know, you mm -hmm. come with, like, you know, dagger proficiency, and maybe like one-handed swords, and maybe a couple others, I think, you know. Well, like bows, of course, for oh, a yeah. hunter. Yeah, bows. Hunters use bows. <laughs> Who'd have thought? No guns? <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, as far as using your skills, like the Guardian, for instance, which I picked, you know, it's all based on blocking, um, reacting to, you know, blocks and parries, and a lot of those, a lot of the skills of Guardian has is all predicated on if you if you parry an attack then you can chain it up with like another attack mm -hmm. and then if you hit that attack then you can chain it up with even a stronger attack and a stronger attack after that even so that makes it really cool 
That is cool. Yeah, I really like the Guardian class because it has those kind of options in there. and It kind of makes it, you know, so it kind of keeps you on your toes engaged. somewhat and engaged yeah. in combat. You're not just clicking on auto attack and maybe using a couple skills here and there. You know, you're kind of paying attention to what's going on. Um, the really one of the cool things that I really like about how they what they added to Lord of the Rings Online is the whole uh, traits system, and it's kind of like the badge system, almost. Yeah, in, uh, City I of like Heroes. That. Uh, you know, you you get these badges for killing like X amount of wolves. You know, so you kill like a certain amount of wolves, and you can you can create a title for yourself. Like, you know, my name is Smush. Wolf Slayer, right? You know that kind of thing. You know, you can have that title show to everybody else. You know, Smush Wolf Slayer, which is like really cool. I like that. But you, know, you can even take it further. If you kill even more wolves, then it gives you this um, bonus. It gives you like a virtue that you can use to enhance your your stats. So you know, you get a virtue that'll maybe boost power regeneration or morale regeneration or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes it worth it to go out and, and get those. So you're not always doing quests. Sometimes you just log on and you're like, man, I really want to pick up that that uh, that one virtue, uh, that trait for my character. So I got to kill like tons of these birds or whatever. You know, I just you know you want to collect them all. It's grinding so, with the purpose. Yeah, it's kind of grinding with the purpose. Yeah, like a real tangible bonus. Yeah, and it's a tangible bonus because then like if you keep getting them, then. Like you in another zone, there'll probably be another set like that, which will actually improve that virtue that you already have. Hmm. Yeah, that's so nice. I, I really love that. I really love that aspect of this game. I I was you know back when you're talking about quests, I, I I didn't want to interrupt, but uh, I did want to interrupt. But <laughs> I thought I thought Feel when, free. I, when I started playing the beta, I, I was. Um, first off, I was really impressed because the game was much more polished than any of the other betas I've played. Very polished. Since City of Heroes, probably. Because um, I, well, I, I guess World of Warcraft was really polished, too. Oh, yeah. I, I just took that to be for granted, pretty much. But it was it was really polished, which shocked me. And um, the other thing was the quest system, like, made me really identify with my character. Like, I'm an alt king, and I didn't make a bunch of alts. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. really liked my character because the quest, like the the whole, I was really into the storyline. And then there's like the, what's it? What do they call the like big overarching quest? Epic quest? Yeah, those Is are the epics. Epic? Yeah. I loved that. I was like, wow, I can pick up these little quests here and there and get them. But I know that when I want to get back on the big story, yeah, they're always going to be there. Through this and and you know you just you go and you talk to them and those were the really cool ones because and. You know, a lot of people. You know, and for some bizarre reason, I've heard a lot of complaints. Well, you have to group a lot in this game. To I didn't group at all, and I was. And you know what? The only time I've ever really had to group was when I did like the started to get into like the last. You know, I, I got up to level fifteen or whatever, which is where I'm at now with my guardian character, and I, I grouped with the party to do some of the epic storyline. Now, when you did quests. you when you grouped did did you get into that? I heard that there's a thing in this where it's kind of like um, I think Final Fantasy, the MMO, kind of did this, where you you guys can start to do combinations with yes. party members. And, and you know the funny thing was is that when it happened, uh -huh. like I had I think you only have like a certain amount of time yeah, yeah, to yeah. execute it. And when I saw it come on my screen, it was like the first time I had ever seen it. And I'm like, oh crap, what do I do? And I I didn't execute it in time, so right. I I don't know what would have happened if I would have just <laughs> reacted soon enough. Yeah, there's but we were killing everything so fast in this instance. It wasn't, you know, it was it was a challenge, but it wasn't like over the top hard. Yeah, I would say. And you know, and it's just cool. You know, they have all the scripted stuff in the instance where you know, like the NPCs will fight well, with. I you noticed that the way they're scripting is for their quest is like above and beyond any of the other games I've ever. Yeah, played. it really is. Like, especially I mean, even at the very beginning, yeah. when you when you go in there and you, you go, like, the eye comes out, and then and you're just and like then your screen. Ah! Oh yeah, you feel dread. <laughs> yeah, you feel dread, I've, and I've, that's I've, that's another part of the game. There's a, there's this system in there called hope and dread. And when when your hope is up, then your you know your morale generation is up. Um, you know you tend to fight better, maybe do more damage and stuff. But then when there's dread, and I got hit with this, I got hit with dread with my guardian character at the very beginning, mm -hmm. in the very beginning uh, instance where 
um, well, it wasn't the very beginning, but it was like when I when you get into like level five, level six, and it takes you further into the epic storyline. I got hit with a massive amount of dread, and it actually started to do damage. Did the eye was the eye in the yeah, middle, the and I was just like, I was like, what in the That's hell's cool. going on? And it was That's like so cool. And what I noticed, and, and it doesn't happen all the time. It happens at random sometimes, and you could be hit with it. I, you know, you could be hit with it. Just depend. Like if you encounter like, a, you know, like a huge troll or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear you know on occasion you'll be hit with so much dread, you'll it'll jack you up. I, I read a review by a guy who uh, a Nazgul showed up, and right. the dread meter went off the charts. <laughs> Plus, he said he had just a. Just a, just a realistic feeling that he should hide in yeah. general yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it showed up. Yeah, so exactly. Was... I mean, it, yeah, and it, I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna die. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. I didn't. I was close though, but but I thought I was gonna die, and I felt I felt bad. I was just That's like, cool. oh man, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I haven't felt a sense of immersion um, playing a game since for a long time. At least, I don't think I've ever felt this much immersion playing a um, MMO before. Like with Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, which I just love, you do the quest and you know I'm doing the quest. And yeah. this one, you feel like you're actually in a some kind of a story. But something's at stake. And something's at stake. Yeah, right. there's risk, and it's not the cheesy risk that artificial systems have generated over the years. Like, yeah. you know, there's the like hardcore gaming mode where um, you, you know if XP, you die, you die, you know. or you lose XP, or all your loot gets left behind, or some fraction of it's lost. No, I it's generally not that. it's like actually story driven story driven dread and just yeah. God, you just hate to you hate to lose. You hate yeah. to Yeah, I, I I totally felt that way. How much of that do you think has to do with the license in general versus not much. You know, I don't think that it's it's not much. I just I, I really think Turbine went out of their way to create like a unique gaming experience that is I mean yeah, I mean they steal they steal so well, many ideas from from a everybody. whole bunch of different games. But like I said, you keep refining the crack, people are yeah. gonna keep going back for it. Well, I, I would say that the um, the the lore you can't beat the Tolkien lore; it's the original. It's the original so, yeah. so the foundation is the best ever that and anyone's had I to build to on. I hate to admit it. I've been following the lore in this game. I, you can't help it. <laughs> yeah, you can't help it. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the environment. It's yeah. a part of the experience. Yeah. yeah, you can't. You can't help it. It's it gets you. But you, you know, you made that point before, Jason, that they keep refining the crack. Well, you know, with Warcraft, World of Warcraft, they refined a bunch. I mean, they took, you know, in that game, you can do anything you want. You know, pretty much. You can solo. You can group. You can. Right. You can do PvP. You can do the arena thing. You can do. Yeah. You can do raids. So many options. This one. They're, you know they don't have the a big PVP thing. They have no, monster play. But I'll get more into that. I'll probably I'm going to stick with my focus for our next segment on on uh, massively undercover in Lord of the Rings Online, and I'll get a little more into the game, some of the different aspects of it. I'll, I'll delve into the PVP. Yeah, that'd um, be great. Cool uh, thing a little bit, and you know we'll we'll get in some more into that. Um, I haven't done a whole lot. I haven't actually I haven't done any PVP um, in it except for the occasional duel. Every once in a while, but you don't see the dual flags come down nearly as much as you do in World of Warcraft. <laughs> I have to log in. It's just kind of funny. I, I could tip the. It's balance. kind of funny. You just don't. You don't. You don't see like a dual flag coming down every ten seconds, like when you're in, when you're in Breetown. When you know. Leet Poner wants to take you. Yeah, out. when Leet Poner um, wants to take me out, like in the crossroads. You know. Yeah. With this seven level advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or even like a level two wants to try to fight a level seventy, you know. Yeah. I just want to see how long they'll last. Yeah. One hit. Point <laughs> two seconds, milliseconds. Yeah. Well that's a pretty good chunk then. You want to uh, continue this on the next one? Yes, we'll continue this on the next Excellent. one. But um, in summary, I will just say that uh, this this new game has my full endorsement. I I'd say if you're a if you're a fan of this type of game and, and you want to give one a shot, I'd I'd go out and buy it. Wow, great! You know that's that's pretty refreshing to hear from Jason. Yeah, who's had so many bad experiences. <laughs> had so many bad experiences lately. Oh, I know. Let me tell you. But this one, thumbs up. <laughs> All right, excellent. And that wraps us up for this episode of Channel Massive. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Now I feel inspired. Do you see the unholy glow behind him when he does that?
<laughs> yes. Santos! Yeah. <laughs> I will eat the souls. But not the babies. Brothers. Not but no babies. babies. No babies. And babies. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to have to ban them from our podcast. Uh, totally, totally getting banned. Let me taste their sweet flesh. You can, tra- <laughs> <laughs> you can change your name to... What was that? Jonathan Swift. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn. Unicorn. Um, Unicorn. So hopefully you enjoyed Unicorn. our episode. As before, we had a lot to talk about. We never planned for it to be that way, but somehow it goes that way. And yes. I hope that you found it as entertaining as we did we talking about it. We will have to see if we've made it under two and a half hours. Yes. Never. <laughs> you will listen until your ears bleed. <laughs> and you will like it. <laughs> And for next week, we've picked a slew of exciting topics that I'm sure we'll have plenty more fun stories and thoughts to share on. And hopefully we'll hear from you as well if you write us at mail at channelmassive.com or with your reactions about this week's episode or if you have any input on some of the topics for next week's episode, which will include sex for gold or as we like to call it. Flesh for fantasy. <laughs> we'll <also> Flesh. <laughs> Jason's really into that. <laughs> we will have, speaking of Jason, some more about Lord of the Rings online. And in our rant, we're going to talk about the high degree of variety and quality that there is in so many quests when they're kill X amount of these. And <laughs> Bring me the heads of this person and then this person, this person, and fetch me a broomstick while you're at it. Hopefully you'll tune in for us, and we will talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.